Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon. I'm a retired 27-year NYPD veteran. I retired out of Manhattan North Homicide Squad as a detective sergeant. Uh, if you like this show, please subscribe to it on YouTube and then ring the bell and give us a thumbs up. Uh, we're, we're starting to really grow our audience on YouTube, and uh, a lot of thanks goes to Duty Ron, who's been helping me out a great deal with the technical ways to build your audience, as well as sharing a lot of his audience with me. So all you folks who came over from Duty Ron, I really appreciate that. The uh, purpose of today's show, and uh, by the way, happy Saturday, and all you fathers in anticipation of tomorrow, which is Father's Day, uh, happy Father's Day. You know it takes a great deal to be a father, and just not the biological father, but it takes a lot of years and strain and teaching to teach your sons how to grow up to be real men. I'm proud of my two sons right now. They're 26 and 29. They're both gainfully employed. They're both college graduates. One has a master's degree, and uh, they've grown up to be really uh, great men, and I'm, uh, I'm very proud of them. Hopefully, we'll get to, together tomorrow on Father's Day. Anyway, on, on Tuesday night, we have an unbelievable show. Uh, I found th this author of, of a book. Uh, this, the flyer's on the screen right now, Behind Blue Curtains. And her name is Lizzie Hirschberger. And Lizzie uh, grew up in the Schwarzentruber Amish in southern Minnesota, and she still lives in Amish Bluff Country, where she and her husband of 24 years, they raised four children. However, it wasn't always peaches and cream. Uh, at the age of 15, Lizzie was cast out of a strict uh, Schwarzenegger Amish community for being the victim of a sexual assault and found out uh, and set out to find a better life. 28 years later, she embarked on a search for her biological father and found herself on a journey that led to national news coverage, as well as a memoir and most importantly, deep emotional and spiritual healing. Like many women, Lizzie spent a lifetime caring for others and ensuring her children would have a better life than her own. In 2017, when an injury forced her to slow down, Lizzie found her mother's diaries, then her own, and began to process memories she tried to leave behind. Yet she couldn't leave behind the Amish children in her community who were forced to abandon school, front paid live-in domestic work, and who still sit in church with unknown, with excuse me, with known sexual abusers. Lizzie decided to come forward, and in 2019, Chris Stutzman, a deacon in the Amish church, was sentenced to charges on child sexual abuse. Basically, what this whole um, Inside Blue Curtains is about is about her life uh, living in the Amish world and about how insular it is and how they really put up with a cult-like a cult -like society that preys upon young girls and where sexual abuse and even rape is tolerated within this community. And in this community, the victim is made to believe um, that they're guilty for what happened to them. The way most um, sexual crime victims are made to feel. But this community, the Amish community, has everything that every other sexually abusive um, religion has. They're, Pedophilia is, runs rampant in this community. And the grooming of young children to use them as sexual objects is all part of this book that Lizzie wrote behind blue curtains. 
And we all look upon, a lot of us look upon the Amish community as this really cute community that lives in uh, like the 17th or 18th century and sort of uh, looks down upon modern conveniences, modern inventions. But there can, there can be, because of all of those um, things that they don't have, um, there are some things that occur in that community. For example, when a, when a female turns 14 in the Amish community, she's expected to stop going to school because the Amish people believe that educating a woman past the age of 14 makes her long for the outside world and that to them that is, is, is sinful. So they stop and they become what's called a maud. It's spelled M-A-U-D-E. And what that is, they become a housekeeper for another family. And that leads, puts them in the perfect, there's a picture of Lizzie Hirschberger today. Uh, and I, I don't want to say how old she is because she probably wouldn't want me to. But uh, she survived and she's helped out um, so many people in her community through her own trials and tribulation and the pain that she endured. Uh, so anyway, they uh, women in the Amish community at the age of 14 expected to go out and quit school and work for an Amish family and become their ward, which is really no more than a housekeeper. And the housekeeper is almost, uh, it's, it's really a tough, tough job. It's almost like an enslavement for an Amish girl. And these are the situations they are put in compromising sexual situations. And this is where many sexual abuse, uh, sexual abuse and rapes occur within this community. And it's sort of, um, it's somewhat frowned upon, which uh, is, is amazing to me. In essence, the community takes a blind eye towards it. They know it's occurring, yet they, they, um, they pretend it's not happening. All the while, they know that it's occurring all over their community. They know who the rapists are. And it's, it's just incredible that this is going on. Hello, Joe Murray in the live chat. How are you, buddy? Uh, boxing MMA. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to promote this show for a Tuesday night where I'm interviewing um, Lizzie Hirschman, uh, excuse me, Hirschberger, for uh, her book, Behind Blue Curtains, where she describes her life in the Amish world and uh, how she was able to survive. This is a memoir, Escape. And she is assisted by Molly Maeve Egan, who helped her to write this book, but not just helped her to write the book, but was a coach, a life coach for her that helped her to get the courage to write this book and to face the, the, the criminals, basically, that did this to her. The first time um, Lizzie was raped, she was, she was 14 years old. And it was by uh, the, the husband of this woman who she was working for as a maud, working as a housekeeper. And that, that whole situation in the Amish community allows for this type. Hello, Jamie Pimentel. How are you? Uh, thanks, Joe. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to interviewing Lizzie Hirschberger. She's got a tremendous story. Um, she told her story to Cosmopolitan magazine. Uh, but as a result of telling this story and being, being a, um, a victim uh, of these sexual assaults, she, she turned dark periods of suicidal episodes 
to deep depression and anxiety into what she describes as stepping stones of recovery and living in gratitude and opportunities to make a difference. So through sharing her story, she's able to release the old Amish habits and beliefs that no longer serve her while remaining grateful for the positive experience Amish experiences Amish life provided, including what she describes as a love of gardening, hiking, horseback riding, listening to thunder and rain, and reading. Lizzie's memoir, Behind Blue Curtains, was published by Norset Press in March uh, 2021. Now, um, Lizzie, I have had a few contacts with her as far as um, uh, emails, and we, we just uh, corresponded via email. I'm so looking forward to meeting her. This is Lizzie today with her husband, and she currently uh, has four children, and she's living a healthy life outside that community of abuse. Um, she's really brave and in 2018, she was able to confront her rapist, and he was charged and convicted. And when you hear what the penalty was for these sexual crimes, it was basically a slap on the wrist. But these communities that have these type of sexual um, problems within religions, just outing them, period, uh, in their view, is, um, is probably enough of a punishment. Well, I don't know if it is. When she, she was raped 24 times, and I don't think that's enough of, um, of a punishment for the person who did this to her. But this is somewhat of a culture in this community. Just in the way that we see um, child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church and how it's been covered up for years. Think of a community that um, sort of uh, doesn't allow, it's a secretive community. So they frown upon anyone going to the outside authorities, even though Amish are American citizens and they are required to obey American laws and they're required to adhere to the tenets of American laws. But yet um, it's, it's, a, um, it's an insular community. Lauren Bren, uh, she wants me to remind everyone to vote in the New York City mayoral primary and uh, their registered Democrat to please make sure they vote. The defund the police candidate Maya Wiley is ranking second in the polls. If she gets in, uh, the NYP is done. She's worse than de Blasio, I agree. Uh, please get out and vote for Eric Adams and retired NYPD. I know some people don't like him, but he's the only Democrat with a plan for crime. Um, also, uh, I'd also like you to vote for um, Elizabeth Crotty from Manhattan District Attorney. She is a friend of the police. She is a Democrat, but she's a middle-of-the-road Democrat, and she's very, very much supportive of the NYPD. So if we can get a good uh, mayoral candidate and Elizabeth Crotty in there as district attorney, that would uh, help us tremendously. Getting back to this case, I don't want to give away the whole book to everyone. Uh, Curtis Sliwa, uh, Joe Murray's reminding me on the Republican line. Yes, Curtis Sliwa will probably be the Republican candidate. And Bill Pepitone, who is a conservative, will be running on the, on the conservative line. Uh, getting back to this case, uh, you know, we've seen this, this type of sexual abuse in other religions, you know, and uh, 
as you know, religions try to keep things in house, and some sometimes, many times, blame the victims. If you think of the um, Catholic Church, the way they've dealt with child sexual abuse is is uh, is disgraceful, and the way they've done with it, dealt with it over the years, has been to transfer priests to um, different parishes, and. Uh, to just main, mostly sleep it on the rug. You may ask, in this case, why did Lizzie wait almost 30 years to report her abusers? Well, because basically, much, much like in the Catholic Church, there's a lot of shame, there's anger, there's psychological problems, there's uh, the threat, the real threat of physical injury, of people threatening your life because you're reporting people who are revered in their communities. And Lizzie had to make that decision. And that's what Tuesday night's show is going to be about. It's going to be about this brave woman, Lizzie Herzberger, al along with uh, Molly Maeve Egan, talking about this case behind blue curtains. And the term behind blue curtains is sort of a metaphor for the Amish lifestyle, which most of them have these blue curtains on their windows that hide the horrendous things that are going on behind those blue curtains. And uh, if I tell you that Lizzie, during her lifetime uh, as a growing up uh, Amish, if she was blamed for the things that happened to her instead of her perpetrators, she was actually made to feel guilty for being the victim of rape, to being the victim of sexual abuse. And that's an intolerable, intolerable thing. Uh, just to give a quick uh, note, because I know he's on the air. Uh, anyone getting any kind of legal trouble? Joe Murray is a retired member of the service, a retired police officer, and he has his own law firm. And Joe is a big supporter of uh, Police Off the Cuff. He now has his own website. You can reach him at joe at jmurray-law.com. Uh, jmurray-law.com is his website, and he's a hell of an attorney. Uh, and up on the screen is his flyer, and those are his uh, telephone numbers. And if you need a good attorney, I highly recommend Joe Murray. Um, yeah, this whole election is sort of taking over right now. And um, uh, yes, Joe, uh, she, uh, Lizzie actually has. She's, she's encouraged people. Lizzie's encouraged people to come out. She is the co-founder of an organization called uh, Voices of Hope, uh, which is a national support network for women and speaks at the conventions and conferences. And she's very involved, of course, in her, her kids' life because they're outside of. Uh, Hello, Hoppy Hoppy. I love that. I love that pseudonym. Uh, good to see you here. Uh, but folks, I want everyone though to um, to to please come. Tuesday night, I'm, I'm going to be recording a little later than I usually do. That's the book, Behind Blue Curtains. And it's a true crime memoir of an Amish woman who survived, escaped, and pursued justice. You can just think of how difficult that must have been for her to come out by herself. And there's her survivor's voices. That's her today on the left, and that's uh, when she was a young Amish girl, probably around 14 years old. I believe she totally left the Amish people when she was 17, uh, never to return to that to that life. Um, 
So, you know, although she lists some things that she remembers about the Amish life uh, with some happiness and, and some good feelings. But overall, there was a lot of bad things that occurred to her. And um, that's what she's going to tell us on Tuesday night. And if you could get that book uh, behind blue curtains, you can um, you can pick it up on Amazon. And uh, if you do pick it up and you read it, I read the whole book, believe it or not. Doing this, these uh, podcasts, lots of people send me books. And I infrequently get through the whole book because I'm usually rushing to get through the book so I can ask some very pertinent questions when we have the guests on the air. But I actually got through this whole book, and it was fascinating. Fascinating, sad, and just uh, I really felt for Lizzie Hirschberger. And um, we'll find out a lot more about this on uh, Tuesday night when I get to ask her a lot of questions about her life, about the rampant sexual abuse within the Amish community. And you folks watching, if you have any questions to ask right now or Tuesday night, I hope you join me on Tuesday night. I think this is going to be a, a great show. And uh, it tells a story about sexual abuse inside religions. And I don't know if I can call uh, the Amish religion a cult, but many of these religions are, are that. And uh, they're protected by their secrecy, the insulinness, and the, and the um, people who are abused, afraid to come out and speak against the religion. And this is um, one of uh, Lizzie's things that you should protect the children, and of course, not the rapist. So uh, Tuesday night, uh, yeah, I think I think Joe, her uh, husband, her current husband, I, th I don't think she's totally out of living that Amish lifestyle, but she, you know, obviously it's ingrained in her, the religious part of her. Uh, one of the things I noticed also about that when I read the book was the whole way God-fearing and God-punishment. That's what they're taught. They're taught to fear God, and they're taught that if they do anything wrong, God is going to punish them. They're going to punish them. So when they were, when Lizzie was, um, and I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to give away for Tuesday night, but when Lizzie was sexually abused and raped, she was somehow told that it was her fault, that it was God punishing her for some kind of bad acts, which is so crazy to blame um yeah, deterrence to blame the um, victim for what, you know, a criminal. And, you know, in reading this book, I realized that sexual abuse is somehow and sexual assault is somehow frowned upon in this in this society, like it is in many other religions. It's, it's hidden. It's swept under the rug. And they don't really take into consideration the person who's being abused. As I mentioned about God-fearing and God-punishment, that's what they listed that as. And uh, like Lizzie should be afraid of God and that when something bad happens to her, it's because she did something wrong and God is punishing her. I mean, think of the psychological trauma that an individual could suffer for that type of uh, psychological damage inflicted upon you. And her mother treated her like that, too, as well as they call the mother Mem, and the father's known as Dad. And 
I'm, I don't want to give away too much about what we're going to talk about on Tuesday night, but just this is going to be a fascinating, fascinating episode. And I want all you guys to tune in. And um, one other thing before we go, uh, I want to salute uh, my two sons. This is a picture I put up. This is when I got promoted to detective sergeant in um, December 24th, 2011. And uh, my boys are with me. This picture is, to me, is like an iconic picture in my family that I'll always treasure this picture. And uh, this is what I think about when I think about Father's Day of family and having your kids there when something positive happens in your life. And I, that's why I want to wish everyone out there, our police off the cuff family, everyone else out there that's a father for tomorrow, happy Father's Day. And I hope you're as happy with your sons, your kids as I am. And I hope that they salute you for being a great father. Uh, yeah, I, I love that photo. It's just, uh, and I almost didn't, I was in a rush that day to go on. And I said, oh, we got to take a picture in front of the flag. And uh, well, folks, that's about it. That's about it. I think I'm going to uh, sign off now. And I just want to, again, implore you to please come by Tuesday night. This is a show that I'm going to interview Lizzie and Molly Egan by myself. It's a, a real crime episode because obviously this was a real crime a sexual assault that happened to uh, to Lizzie. And I think that um, we really need to listen to what she's going to say and realize that these type of societies, these type of sexual abuse religions exist all over the place, not just the Amish, not just the Catholic Church, the Hasidics, you know, all these religions that are insular, they have these same problems. And it's uh, important that someone breaks the chain of this uh, this sexual abuse. And if police off the cuff, uh, real crime stories, Duty Ron and some of the police podcasts, if we can shine a light on some of this sexual abuse and uh, give a platform for people who are coming out against it to tell their stories, then I'm all about it. I'm all about that. Jamie Pimentel, great to have you as a fan. Joshua, you're the man. You are the best webmaster we've had or ever have. Lynn Levy, thank you so much for Happy Father's Day. Hoppy, hoppy. Tim Acosta, great to see you here. Uh, Joe Murray, of course, our biggest fan. Boxing MMA. Lynn Levy, uh, love you guys. And uh, I want to wish again everyone uh, a happy Saturday and a very happy Father's Day tomorrow. And hopefully... I'll see all of you guys Tuesday night. For Bill Cannon, for Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories, signing off and have a happy weekend. Thank you so much.